the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Got an email from Francisco asking about investing in Wells Fargo. And I've already covered this on the show last week, um, but I'll cover it again. I think that investing in Wells Fargo is it's kind of risky in the short term. The headlines could get much more damning. Um, there is some value in it. There's no doubt about that. Um, you're talking about bank that's pretty well capitalized, uh, despite very weak interest income, which is really the big story. But then you get into the civil situation and legal situation they're in, tied towards legally opening up bank accounts and subsidizing employees for that. Um, it's a problem. It's messy. Would I buy Wells Fargo at these levels? Um, I think if you're a long-term patient investor, yeah, sure. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, the bad headlines create opportunity at a 3.3% yield. That doesn't appear to be going away. Um, you see a lot of support for the stock in the 45, in the really the 43 to $45 range, which is where it's at now. Is it perfect? No. Is it going to run to a hundred? No. Is it going to be the best investment you ever made? Maybe one of the least risky ones, because a lot of negativity is priced into it. Now, Nike comes out today, and they reported a pretty damn good, darn good quarter. problem with Nike, though, is that it's expensive. A lot like Wells Fargo, everyone knows the company. Not only did they have a good quarter in earnings, had a good quarter in revenue, what they didn't have was a good outlook going forward. And there's four things that move the price of a stock. The overall stock market, if it's going up, can move a stock. Or if it's going down, it can move a stock. The sector, financials would 
all move higher if interest rates moved higher. But that's not the case. Um, same thing with, you know, Nike. It's how's the sector doing? How's athleisure apparel going? Um, then you go to the individual company. How are they at executing? How are they at margins? How are they at productivity? And then the last thing that can move a stock higher or lower is its visibility. And Nike basically said their visibility is not very good right now. So that stock's a little bit on the weaker side. Would I own it? Yeah, I'd own it. There's no doubt about that. Um, am I going to make money in year one? Probably not, because everyone knows about the company. And trading at 25 times earnings tells you it's more expensive than market. It's going to be around the day you die, is the, like, is the thought, right? So you're going to pay up a little bit for that. Um, kind of just goes with the territory. A lot of Fed uh, members talking today, which I typically find them to be incredibly inane and boring. But they're talking. So um, healthcare and financials are underperforming today. Not a lot of strength in the markets today. Um, and that's okay. I don't talk about the stock market and where we are, you know, ding, 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 on a minute-by-minute, segment-by-segment basis. Maybe once or twice a show I'll look at it, but it's pretty irregular, all things considered. Um, Maxing out your 401k is, I think, the way most people boost their retirement savings. 73% of American employees don't have a retirement plan at all. So everyone needs to save more aggressively for their retirement. With millions of Americans behind in their retirement savings, it's important not only to save, but to save more each year. Um, you want at least eight times your income before you retire. I'd like it to be somewhere between 10 and 20 times. In 2016, you can contribute up to $18,000 in your 401k. That's $500 more than in 2014. Um, in order to do that, you have to contribute $1,500 a month, roughly. Um, so if you're 50 or older, you can contribute an extra uh, 6000 That's nice, in my opinion. It lowers your tax bill this year because it doesn't get tied into federal income tax. Um, so lowering your tax bill is a good thing, in theory. There's probably a match if you work at a company. You don't have to invest like a professional and buy individual stocks. You can buy index funds. I like this. I like this a lot. So BlackBerry is going to stop designing their own phones. Um, I don't know. Do we have like a death dirge that you play for BlackBerry? Um, I think you kind of have to know that they're done, they're finished, right? I don't think that's that much of a surprise or a shock. Who killed them, Apple? Probably a little bit, right? <laughs> Blackberry, may rest in peace. They're going to stop designing hardware. I don't think that comes as a shock. Uh, hardware has a capital requirement that's, that's pretty high. And they can't get the investor return on that. 
Blackberry's been setting the stage for this move for quite a while. So it has already released one phone, the DTEK50, that was essentially a rebadged Alcatel phone. Um, so they're offering their services on some Android devices and such. And they, they had a loss uh, of $372 million in the recent quarter. So if you exclude some certain items, the company said it essentially broke even. Um, but I, you look at these numbers and it's just, you almost feel like Apple was on the internet superhighway going 90 miles an hour partying with cocaine and alcohol and heroin or whatever the party was and blam, they just hit Blackberry and killed them. Um, and, you know, Apple looks at Google and says, what was that? What was that we just hit? Well, don't worry, just keep driving. Um, so we got that going for us. Uh, Google appears to be working on a smartwatch. Um, it's been shown off. It's uh, their spinoff of a company called Verily, which is their health life science businesses. Um, and they've done hundreds of prototypes so far. But they actually let someone, uh, a journalist, down with it. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, the big push is low power. A lot of medical sensors in it. One sensor measures an ECG, <clears throat> which is the electrical rhythm of the heart. Um, Apple can't do that yet, so we still don't have it out. And will they have to get like an FDA approval for a medical device is a big question. So um, we kind of know that Apple wants to help doctors and wants to help you, and they've been adding medical sensors to its consumer um, smartwatch team. So a glucometer or blood pressure sensor, it would be a very small percentage of users is the problem. So you got to figure out how do we help a big percentage of users. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220. That's 800 516 Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money. The dearth of housing in California is putting a drag on states' economic growth. California is going to continue to pile on jobs in 2017, but its advantage over the rest of the country will shrink its future and will shrink 
the advantage that we currently have will get smaller and smaller. State cannot continue to grow as fast as it has in recent years. When I drive from San Francisco to my home in San Carlos, 25-mile drive every day, uh, I can't go more than a half mile without seeing a massive crane and some sort of housing or building going up. It needs to, the state needs to funnel more people into the workplace, but there just aren't enough homes in the state to accommodate a wave of new workers. Long-run growth is a function of the numbers of bodies in your economy. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, our governor, Jerry Brown, he's proposing building granny flats in homeowners' backyards, saying if we aren't going to build new housing to meet demand, we're going to have to limit population growth which would limit economic growth. So there's not a lot of residential construction going on, or not enough. New housing permits totaled about 2% growth in the first half of this year. Multifamily permits were down 11%. California's nearing full employment. Um, Which is when nearly everyone, full employment is when everyone who wants a job has one. The unemployment rate has hovered around 5% for the last 12 months. California's nearing full employment. Um, and what will that mean? To me, it means that fewer and fewer people are already in the state to recruit for the labor market, uh, which naturally tamps down on the economic activity. The high cost of living in California discourages some migration to the state. Um, to get a one-bedroom apartment, you're talking minimum 2500 more likely 3500 Median price for a home in L.A. is $615,000. It's $1.1 million in San Francisco. So we're going to add jobs at a rate of 2% in 2016, but just about 1.7% in 2017 and 1.1% in 2018. So... Our high costs are going to hamper future growth. SeaWorld is in the news. Talking about stocks you may want to consider that are distressed um, as a trade, not as a long-term investment. But they're going to put $175 million on a new Orca shows and virtual reality attractions. So... Uh, there's a lot of competition. I was, for fun, I, I I don't know anything about Orlando. And I know Disney World is there, but I did a little research on this, on Orlando, and I'm, it's crazy how many theme parks are in Orlando. I would guess 30. <clears throat> so SeaWorld's going to spend $175 million on some new attractions. They're going to build a documentary-style orca encounter in San Diego to replace the theatrical Shamu shows that have been the park's signature draw for half a century. Orca. Isn't that funny? There was a... Jaws, obviously, was a, a massive phenomenon, right? And Hollywood has no brains, so they just don't. Um, so a couple of years after Jaws, and I'm going to say Jaws 76, 77, one of those. I don't really care. Please don't correct me. Um, <clears throat> but there was a movie they made, Orca the Killer Whale. 
Is that is that kind of like silly? A little bit. Killer whale attacks on humans. It happens. They're powerful predators. They're killing prey, much larger than humans on a regular basis. They eat leopard seals like candy. They can take down a great white shark, which people don't really know how they do it. I don't think they do. But if you can turn a shark upside down, it goes into zombie mode and falls asleep. So, orca whales work together. We need, we need to stop these, these beasts. They're not considered a real threat to humans, but we still need to stop them. There's very few documented cases of wild orcas attacking people, but we, we do need to stop this. Am I saying let's kill all the orca whales? I kind of am. Or let's just start with stopping the orca whale shows at this point in time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So SeaWorld is a publicly traded company, and they're going to do a huge investment in some new rides and some new marine mammal experiences. Um, they're trying to save their business at this point in time. The attractions planned for San Diego, which is the new Orca Encounter and a miniature submarine ride geared to young families, had previously been announced, but the virtual reality coasters project that SeaWorld did not reveal until to, uh, yesterday. So there's no virtual reality coaster in Florida now, uh, but they're starting to build. They're starting to come. Um, so for the record, I don't really hate Orca whales. Ooh, that's a good question, though. Who would I rather see eliminated? Everyone over 75 who's had Prop 13 for over 40 years, or all the orca whales who menace people? Hmm, that's a tough one. If I can wipe out one or the other, it's probably the people with Prop 13. Yeah, that's going to be my final answer. People with Prop 13 for over 40 years, who shouldn't be driving? How'd I do? Oh, oh, I'm a big winner. Big winner. Big winner. Come on down. Okay, I can't be the only one who had this fantasy. And this just probably tells you how messed up my childhood was. When I was seven, eight, nine, I was always f- afraid of six because, no, I was actually afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine. Uh, why six afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine? Um, I had a fantasy. I wanted to be on the price right. I don't know why. I wanted to play that yodeling game, you know, where you only have, like, a little bit of leeway, and uh, as you make mistakes, the guy climbs up the mountain, and if you make too many mistakes, he falls off. I wanted to win that one. I had a fantasy that I would get him all the way to the top, intentionally, and then have him stop and get, like, last two correct. What's wrong with me? I would have taken um Wheel of Fortune, for sure. But Price Right definitely was kind of like way up there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in for a mile. I'm Rob Black talking to Money Investing More. Nike, the athletic footwear and uh, apparel company, reported profit that beat expectations. Revenue beat expectations as well. Uh, shares are a little bit under pressure, though, as Nike reports future orders up less than expected. Um, Wall Street kind of works like that. It's a world of what have you done for me lately. I guess this is a bit of good news. You know how Wells Fargo is in the news and they're in the hot seat and uh, senators are calling them gutless. Uh, CEO John Stumpf uh, has to forfeit $41 million in equity awards following the recent scandals. Um, while former community banking head Kerry Tolstit is also going to give up $19 million in equity awards. So... Uh, that's kind of nice to see, I guess, some accountability. Um, the whole idea of having a business that rewards employees for opening accounts, to me, is a little weird. So, And the fact that some people lost their jobs, probably because they did things correctly, and they didn't cheat, and they didn't illegally open accounts, that's kind of the bigger issue to me than seeing a clawback on a CEO, but I guess it's good to see. AT&T was downgraded to neutral. A lot of competition in the wireless business. And stocks had a great run. I own shares of AT&T for the dividend. Uh, BlackBerry had a break-even quarter. Um, most analysts saw them lose money. Do you remember BlackBerry? Revenue was well below forecasts. The maker of the mobile phone software also announced the departure of its CFO, James Yersh. Temper Sealy. I know you're saying it's that. Yeah, it's Tempur-Pedic and Sealy Mattresses. They cut its 2016 outlook, saying that sales in the current quarter coming in below expectations. Uh, you would imagine that the mattress business has it all figured out, but not so much. Google got a downgrade today. Uh, a variety of concerns about future monetization of online search. Sonic, yes. Not only can you eat at Sonic, but you can invest in Sonic. They project a current quarter earnings below expectations. Gosh, a lot of negatives today, huh? Elsewhere, AB InBev, they approved its $100 billion takeover of SAB Miller. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wash my car with Miller beer. It's, um, it's too much like water. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about Harmonic. This was a company that, uh, back in the nineteen nineties, was sexy. It was all that in a bucket of chicken. They struck a uh, a deal with NBC Universal, uh, under which Comcast is going to buy shares in the provider of video infrastructure technology. So that was a company that many many years ago was super sexy for its technology, but not so much now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, i got a couple of emails for you. 
All right, let's do it. What do you think about just investing in the total stock market? Annual return is 12% average over the last 20 years. I think that, uh, well, you and I talk about this all the time. I mean, one of the great things that you can do if you're first starting out as an investor and you want to go open up your Roth IRA, you're young, you're you're not going to panic out when you have stock market corrections, total stock market indexes, but you're only getting U.S. if you do that, and that's an issue in my opinion. So I would try to go um, maybe 70% total stock market U.S., 15% emerging markets, 15% in international developed if you're going to start accumulating. And the greatest way to do this, in the past, to be able to do a monthly dollar cost average, all that means is a monthly contribution. Sometimes you're buying high, sometimes you're buying low, right? That's what dollar cost averaging means. Mm-hmm. Is uh, You used to be, have to go to no-load fund companies like Vanguard to do that. Now, if you want to have everything in one place, you can open up a Roth IRA if you're eligible or a regular taxable account at TD Ameritrade, Schwab, whatever it may be, and you can buy uh, ETFs, exchange-traded funds. Right. And if you look on their no-transaction-fee ETF lists, which they all have now, there's about 100 or more, you can find total stock market index options in the U.S. and international. So... What I tend to tell people is for your first, you know, up to hundred dollars to $200,000 is, yeah, go ahead and accumulate index funds. Once you become more wealthy, you, you, need, you need some – wealth management means, you know, you're also worried about the downside. And uh, so more active management in the areas of small cap, emerging markets, international, I think is important. But when you're younger, timing the market doesn't matter. Apps that time the market – uh, it's tr- software that time the market, people that look at charts and think they can time the market. Yeah, they sound cool on radio, but it's accumulation that's key. It's not timing the market. I agree. You mentioned that the total stock market, you said it's uh, too U.S. centric and that you need the emerging markets and other. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't the total stock market have things like Nike in it that are national, international? Yeah, and that's that, that's the interesting thing. You know, I recently went to a, a uh, kind of not a, a I want to say yeah, the conference, that's what I'm looking for on international investing. Easy for you to say. Yeah, and, and so what, as we evolve in international investing, which international investing has always been important, in fact, um, you know, it, it, ha, you go through cycles when the U.S. outperforms, but rarely is the U.S. the best market. Rarely. Even when the market is really good in the U.S., rarely it is, the best pla- is it the best place to be. Um, but isn't that because we're more efficient as a market? Well, we're more mature. So in emerging markets, that means you're emerging. So you could have five or six really bad stories and, you know, four or five really, really good stories. So it's much more volatile and you have currency issues to deal with as well. But as the world is becoming kind of more tied to one overall GDP in the world, yeah, you have the S&P 500, over half the revenues come from overseas. So international investing will become more of a where is the revenue coming from play. Uh, especially with with the U.S., all these U.S. companies doing this tax inversion. Like you look at Medtronic, they're buying Covidian so that they could, you know, be incorporated in Ireland um, to get rid of the U.S. tax system. So it's still a matter of, okay, now that company is going to be considered an international company? I don't think so. It's really a U.S.-based company. So where are the revenues coming from? But you don't have to get too concerned with that when you're younger. Stock market will treat you well over 10, 15 years, very well. So Ron's question wasn't bad. No. Uh, he just needed a little bit more flavor or a little bit more diversification. Yep. That's something that you also, you talked just a second ago about accumulation, but you also talk on a regular basis about um, 
equity diversification, asset allocation. What do those mean real briefly to you? Well, equity diversification is, is sectors. So you don't want to end up with a whole bunch of stocks if you're doing individual stocks or ETFs that are all basically in the same realm of the economy, whether it's technology, uh, transportation, oil and gas, whatever. You want a little bit of everything because just when you think an area is out of favor, that's when it tends to do really well. Um, sector allocation, sectors tend to do be the best place to be two or three years in a row, and then they're one of the worst places to be. Sectors rotate in terms right. of what's in favor and what's out of favor. Same with asset classes. You have large cap, small cap, mid cap, international. And on the international side, you have developed emerging markets and now frontier markets, very different areas. What are so. frontier markets? Sounds um, like the Wild West. Yeah, I mean, you can get places like Africa. Okay. Uh, well, Qatar, which is spelled, looks like Quaidar when you spell it right. right. Um, uh, some, some of the places in the Middle East were just graduated up out of the frontier markets into emerging markets. So it's, it's different ways to just slice the pie. And you like pie, right? I do like pie. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So Wells Fargo is clawing back $41 million from its CEO. That's good publicity, right? Um, I don't. Stories like that don't leave a lot of like oomph on me. I wish they did. Trump and Clinton are nearly tied. Should I move money out of the market? I get that question fairly regularly. A lot of people kind of want to stand on the sidelines and like wait until the election's decided. Um, a lot of people have six to twelve months of living expenses already on the side. Um, some people have increased their emergency savings in case they need it, A, for down payment on a home or a vacation or, like I said, you know, the Clinton slash Trump election correction. Can it, will it maybe happen? Uh, big questions, right? The Brexit kind of came, got the market all shook up. Oh, oh, hey. Um, that's my Elvis. I'm all shook up. So I do not suggest you ever, never, ever go to Graceland drunk or under the influence and walk from room to room in the Graceland during the tour and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm all sh-. And you can basically use a word for, like, drunk. Um, I'm all messed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So anyway, um, President Trump, President Clinton, um, you can't predict it. So it's really, really difficult to say what you should do. Um, it's time in the market. I would not draw down on your nest egg right now. I would not set short-term goals tied towards an election. Uh, to me, that seems a little bit silly. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tough to step on this song, isn't it? Blackberry's not going to make phones anymore. It's a sad day. I'm a sad donkey. I'm Rob Black. Talk all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. My hands are shaking and my knees are weak. I can't seem to stand on my own feet. Who do you think of when you have such luck? I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hardly stand it. Oh, what's a man to do?
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I don't suggest gambling. I don't. But Chicago Cubs won their 100th game on Monday. Their magical season rolls on. Um, Cubs fans are kind of lunatics. So Major League Baseball playoffs kick off next week. And it's going to cost you a fortune to go to a Cubs game. If you can get your hands on some Cubs tickets, you'll probably make some resale value. Um, some do-re-mi, if you know what I'm saying. People there are starved for a winner. It's been over 100 years. I think it was 1908. Um, and don't even mention the, the name Bartman, right? What was his name? Steve Bartman? Does that sound right? Um, I don't know. Not that much of a sports fan, so I should kind of keep my mouth kind of quiet, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. There's a lot of big headlines out there today. I think one of the bigger ones, obviously, is S.A. Miller being acquired. Um, and to me, that's a little bit of a negative. Anheuser-Busch tying up with S.A.B. Miller. I find that a bit of a negative because it's two very, very big companies, and I would like to see them survive on their own, um, but that's not the case, and I think the case, oh, the puns will flow of a plenty, right? Um, beer. Beer. I think everyone's heard that sound bite more than once in their life, right? So it's two of the biggest beer makers, and it's not going to help competition, that's for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One area that I, I get a little bit of heat about, and I've got a friend, and she's the most lovely person. Um, she had a baby out of wedlock, and she was never going to marry the husband or the father, but she did the baby thing anyway. And uh, she's now getting married, and her daughter's like getting older. Um, and her daughter's starting to get some sass and attitude, and it's kind of fun to see, so... I want to say her daughter's probably 11 or 12 now. And she needs to start thinking, you know, so she found someone to marry. She kind of did things a little backwards. She got pregnant, had a baby, found someone to marry later. And now she's going to need to start thinking about college costs, right? Um, and that needs to be, like, turned into a, a super priority because college ain't cheap and it ain't getting cheaper. And... I think there's a lot of stress when it comes to thinking about this. So a lot of people just say, I'm, I'm not going to think about it. Hillary Clinton wants to make in-state tuition for four-year state universities free for families with less than $125,000 in income. Her plan would require the financial help of states that may not want to chip in. Donald Trump has mentioned refinancing student loans and forcing universities to spend more from their own endowments to help students. But, you know... Uh, to me, that feels like a lot of like press releases. Uh, we'll see if it ever comes to fruition. Let's say you think an undergraduate degree from a state university is going to cost $160,000, roughly, including room and board. A quarter of that would be 40000 
you need to set aside $115 a month for 18 years if it earns 8, 5% annually to get a quarter of it. Now, that's kind of where it starts getting frustrating, right? So you can send your kid to college for a quarter. Um, sending a child to college right now, it, it's going to be expensive. So you need to find out how to do, how instead of saving 115 a month, 500 a month. Um, how do you do that? Rice and beans? Rice and beans. No more vacations? Or cheaper ones? Don't forget that your child, while he's in college, could probably make about $6,000 working full-time in the summer. Um, so you could start, like, Think about it a little bit differently. Think about it in like, I'm going to get one year done. Um, if they earn $6,000 each quarter, each summer for four years, that's another quarter. That's 50% college paid for. Then you could start thinking about borrowing money, and you could start thinking about grandparents and other things along those lines, financial aid. That's the way you're going to have to approach it for most people. Uh, realistically, I know a lot of people just aren't ready to think about funding college, but I think if you have a child, you need to start absolutely thinking about that. Amazon just upgraded its uh, most popular media streamer. It's Fire TV Stick Media Streamer. The new stick looks virtually identical to the old one, but packs a quad-core processor and support for 802.11 Wi-Fi. Amazon claims that upgrades make the device up to 30% faster than the original miniature media streamer. Um, plus, it has Alexa built into it. You're going to hear a lot more about Alexa in the coming days. And by coming days, I'm kind of like talking big picture, like weeks, months, years kind of thing. Um, elsewhere out there, in the world of news, Disney is making a live-action version of... We just saw a live-action version of The Jungle Book. What would be the natural one to do a live-action from one of their original movies? The Lion King. So, can you feel the love? I, I I don't know anything about The Lion King. Um, so, The Jungle Book earned $968 million worldwide. That's crazy. Um, the Lion King's going to follow the same musical format The Jungle Book did. Beauty and the Beast adaption is also set in works for a live action treatment so we got that going for us which is nice I'm Rob Black you can find me at Rob Black Show Twitter Rob Black Show YouTube Rob Black Show to the rush of day when the heat of a rolling wind can't be turned away Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.